You're listening to the Weekend Collective Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Now, this week, as we know, National Party spokesperson Chris Bishop announced uh, that they National would scrap Labor's ban on evictions without cause um, and other rental regulations, um, such as only being able to end tenancies for specific reasons, such as selling the house over due rent, etc. Um, he says his party's change will ease the rental crisis by encouraging more property owners to rent out houses and get uh, landlords back in the market. Um, to give us her thoughts about this, uh, how she feels about the announcement, Megan Woods, Minister for Housing, joins us. Minister, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Good, good, thanks. Um, now, you've described, I don't know if you heard the interview we had with Brooke Van Velden just before commenting about this, um, but you've described in the headline for your press releases uh, National as being cold hearted. I guess is Brooke also cold hearted? Look, I think one of the things, if we want to solve a housing crisis, we have to move beyond the, the headlines. And what, we're, what we've seen in National's policy that was released this week is nothing short of just um, sentences cobbled together to sound like policy, but actually doesn't address any of the, the real issues that have driven a housing crisis. Mm. I guess the reason I mentioned that headline was because, well, it's the headline that you guys created, but isn't it, are we in danger with this sort of emotive language of invoking some sort of Dickensian, you know, uh, Victorian notion that all landlords are evil and just champing at the bit to get rid of a good tenant, when in fact landlords love good tenants, don't they? Oh, look, there, look there, are, there are thousands and thousands of wonderful landlords out there um, who do right by their tenants. That's not what our changes were out of, about at all. But look, I'm sorry, when you had the National Party putting out a, um, a policy saying that it's a war on landlords, um, I think the, I think the <laughs> rhetoric's already been ramped up before we come in and call them cold-hearted, to be fair there. Well, of course, the cold-hearted law's been around for, I mean, the old law, that was around for decades, wasn't it, under the Helen Clark government and before that, I imagine, hasn't it, the 90-day without cause terminations? Yeah, what we're, what we're seeing is more and more New Zealanders are renting more permanently now that I think once a lot of people um, imagine that um, renting it was a place that was a stage of life that you passed through, I mean, you know, that maybe while you were studying or something like that. What we're seeing now is more and more people are going to rent for their whole lives. The ability of people to make their home, to put down roots in a community, to enrol at the local school, know their kids are going to be able to see out their, their primary school um, years there, all that stuff is really, really important. And we need to make sure that regardless of whether you own or rent your house, that you actually can make a home and make a place for yourself in a neighbourhood and, and um, form that connection with the school. I guess it's all a balance, isn't it? So you, your balance is, you, you're, you're trying to balance between people feeling they've got a safe, secure place to live, but also you've got to balance landlords feeling that they have a right to make choices and to protect their asset from bad tenants. So, oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things we have to be really clear on, that the changes we made were to a no evictions policy. It was to a no cause eviction. Mm. We've seen story after story in the media of people who were really good tenants, mm. who paid their rent on time, um, didn't do any damage to the property, um, and were model tenants in many ways um, for reasons that they never knew about. They'd just get a letter saying, your tenancy's ending in three months' mm. time. You have to find a new place to make your life. Yeah. We don't think that you can just fire someone for their job for no reason. So what we've said is that, sure, landlords have to have that right to be able to end a tenancy mm. if someone's not paying their rent, they're damaging the property. Any of those things that all of us think are unacceptable, but you can't just have this no-cause termination. No. And I think that's the critical piece to understand. Well, how easy is it to get rid of a bad tenant, though? 
Do you think you've got that balance right? Because I work in talkback, and we hear a lot of the time from people it's just it's just so hard to accumulate that evidence with three bad behaviours within a three month period, and then evidence and other you know you know the challenges are up against. So how easy do you think it is to get rid of a bad tenant? Oh, I don't think it's particularly hard. What we've said is um, if there's reason, and they're really clearly laid out in the Residential Tenancy Act of what those bad behaviours are. So we're not leaving it to some kind of subjective, um, someone will just make uh, on a given day a different decision about what is poor behaviour. It's things that all of us accept that aren't acceptable for someone who is entering into an agreement to pay rent and to behave in a manner that I think all of all of a community finds acceptable. I don't think um, that it is particularly hard. You've got to go through the tenancy tribunal, but that's no different than other places. Um, if we look around um, kind of other parts of society in mm. terms of you're going to fire someone, that actually there, there are authorities that you can go through and that, you know, that there's, so that there is some yeah. justice in this for people. You can't just have a landlord that has decided they don't like a tenant. And likewise, a tenant has to have reason for ending a tenancy because we don't want landlords to be left in the lurch and not able to um, to get the income they need to service their property. Well, a tenant can just give notice, can't they? Yeah, but they've got they've got they've got to give a certain period of notice oh, if, yeah. they're, if they're on a fixed term lease. So it's uh, about I mean, making I, I, sure that I, everyone's interests are protected. I guess at the heart of it is is the idea that in practice, if you've got someone who's a really a really unpleasant tenant who's making life difficult for other people within that community. You know, and, and we all know that sometimes things might not stand up in a court of law, but everyone knows often that there's a problem and the old law would enable someone to get rid of them. Do you, th- have you, do you think you've got it right or do you think there's room for a bit of tinkering with that legislation? No, I haven't, I haven't got any reason to think that people can't get rid of tenants when they need to. Um, but when that behaviour is the kind of thing that all of us um, acknowledge are unacceptable and no one's making any excuses for that kind of behaviour right. and there is a really clear process to be able to, to, to get rid of someone who's not fulfilling their part of the bargain. Yeah, I okay. mean it's an agreement, a rental agreement isn't it? The landlord um, needs to behave in a good manner and so does the tenant and I think we have got that balance about right. Okay. But one of the things that the National Party's been saying this week is they think that this is the way to end homelessness and I'm sorry that evidence just doesn't stack up their claims. Actually, we've seen mm. growth in the number of rental properties since we brought in the law that we're seeing. Um, uh, I think it's um, 3.1% more tenancies in February than a year previously. So we're seeing more and more um, landlords enter the market, so it's definitely not driving them out, which is what the National Party would have. Are, you worried, are you worried about tenants who have a poor history finding it difficult, though, to get a tenancy and therefore putting more pressure on Kainga Aura because that's their next port of call, isn't it? Oh, look, tenants with a bad history have always um, had trouble finding rentals. I can tell you in the time that I've been a constituent MP, and that's um, since 2011 in Wigram, that um, people that have got a bad record um, and can't get good references from a previous landlord, they've always found it hard to find um, a, a rental property. That, that Nothing's changed mm. in that respect. Um, so I, I don't see any fun. And certainly what I've seen kind of on the ground dealing with my constituents, I haven't seen any change in that. Okay. But um, if you don't come armed with those references saying that you know, you're know you a good and safe bet as a tenant, then it is and always has been hard to find a tenancy. Just, just quickly before we go, do you like the idea of a capital gains tax, a good honest capital gains tax where you've got deductibility restored and you're taxing capital gains when, once they're realised? What do you what do you think about it? Just as Megan Woods, obviously. As, as <laughs> Megan speak. Woods, I've been out and I've <laughs> campaigned on this in a couple of elections as a, as a Labour Party candidate and a Labour Party MP and it's been rejected by the electorate. 
um, and that's something that we, we've heard. We've made the case for it, mm. um, and that, but we've heard that the electorate hasn't been up for it. Do you think they're up for it now? Um, I don't know that anything has fundamentally changed, but um, that's the kind of, I mean, these are the kinds of questions we have mm. to always be asking. I mean, I'm on the record as arguing in favour of yeah. a capital gains tax as anyone who's been an MP or a candidate in previous elections, um, you'd be able to find lots of statements from me in favour of it. Okay, just to indulge one more question, if you did have a capital gains tax, not you, but if there was one, do you think it's reasonable that you'd restore deductibility that's no longer available to landlords right now? Of interest? Uh, look, I think that's a hypothetical question, but look, one of the things about <laughs> yeah. deductibility when we brought that in is that um, we, we inserted a giant lever in there to bring on increasing house supply that we said there is still interest deductibility for landlords, and it's if they're, if they're building new houses. We don't want mum and dad speculators competing in the suburbs for the same properties that their kids might be trying to buy as their first home. So there is there is 10 years of interest deductibility for new homes. And look, um, to, we've seen over 200 not many tw- Not many 10 years mortgages, though, are there, to be fair? Uh, no, but the 10 years of interest deductibility yeah. does mean um, that it, it, it is something that people see. It is, it is a way while they're kind of... Um, when they're really going hard on the mortgage in that first part on that asset, yeah. that they do have that. But look, okay. we've seen the number of first-home buyers grow um, under the policy settings we've put in place. Yeah. And we've also seen the number of landlords stay stay stable, but they're investing in new properties, and that's exactly what we need to happen to fix a housing crisis. Okay. Uh, Megan, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate it. For more from the Weekend Collective, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from 3pm or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.